Numbers chapter 13 tonight. So I was, uh, it's even on my little introduction here. It says, tonight we will look at a passage of scripture familiar to all of us, right? And I thought, what does that even mean? You know, I, I guess sometimes you, you kind of hear messages from the same text, you know, frequently, um, especially when you travel. Um, sometimes you go to different churches and it seems like there's just some common passages. But I thought, wouldn't it be good if we were familiar with all the passages? Right? So when somebody says, hey, this is familiar to us, they all should be, right? Uh, so my question tonight is, are you in the Bible, I guess? Are you in the Word of God? And I pray that the Liberty Baptist Tabernacle would be a people of the Word of God. Amen. And so whenever the Word of God is opened up, that passage is familiar to you. Uh, but tonight, we're going to look at something, and, and I, I, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody uh, preach uh, from this passage, uh, highlighting what I, what I hope to highlight tonight. Um, <clears throat> but we're going to talk about the table is set. The table is set, and... And uh, listen tonight, faith does not focus on the physical. And I hope as we progress through the message tonight, those, those two comments, uh, if I do my job and follow my notes, um, those two comments will make sense when we get to the end of this. Uh, faith doesn't focus on the physical. Uh, and the table is set. Uh, at the DeGarmo house, there's not a lot of fine dining. Um, <clears throat> we have delicious food. Um, Cindy can cook, and, and she can cook well, and she can make things out of stuff that I don't even know how to pronounce, and it tastes good. Um, but uh, spaghetti squash, anybody eat that stuff? I, so she introduced that stuff to me, and I was like, what are you talking I like spaghetti noodles. So I grew up, my mom always made spaghetti, and, and it was always traditional spaghetti noodles, and Cindy was going to get a little healthy on us, and nah, it'll never work. That's disgusting. I love that stuff. We got, I, I saw it on the counter yesterday, and I was like, when are we going to eat that? Um, but, but we don't fine dine, per se, at our house. Um, we, have, uh, we are very particular about the paper plates we use. Uh, so that, I'm just being honest tonight, right? So uh, we got some of those Chinette plates. Those got a thumbs down from the family. So, um, uh, and I know those are probably considered premium paper plates. I don't know, but... Uh, but we've gotten a few different kinds. There's a certain kind that we get and we like and we prefer, uh, but we eat off paper plates daily at our house. And uh, so, uh, but tonight the table's set. And uh, pray for me as we uh, look into this, that I just have clarity of thought and, and that God is glorified in it. And, and uh, my honest prayer tonight is we would leave here encouraged Amen. to do the work of the Lord uh, and not to be weary. And so Numbers chapter 13, we're going to look at verse 25. We're going to read down through a good portion of chapter 14 as well. Uh, somewhat of a long passage here to read, but I want you to see uh, some of the context. Um, I really wanted to read chapters 13 and 14, uh, but for the sake of time tonight, we're not going to do that. We're going to pick it up here in chapter 13 and verse 25. The Word of God says this, And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And so here we intercept this biblical account of, of after the 12 spies had gone out and they're coming back now. And uh, 40 days they've been gone. That's a drop in the bucket for a military family. 40 days is nothing, right? You know, Brother Long's about to do uh, four times that. But um, uh, 
but for 40 days, that's a long time. And after 40 days of, of traveling and spying, and no doubt these men were weary, no doubt the people that stayed back were anxiously awaiting their report. And so here we intercept this, uh, this account here, and uh, they come in verse 26, and they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel into the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coasts of Jordan. And Caleb stilled, all, or stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is the land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants, and were in our, or, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Chapter 14, And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night, and all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore hath, God, hath the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation and the children of Israel, or of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, uh, were, uh, <clears throat> which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not against ye the Lord, only, not, only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defenses departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. In verse 10, But all the congregation bade stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. Father, tonight we do thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to gather as a free people. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather together with the people of God here. And I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, meet with us. I pray, Lord, the Holy Spirit would fill this place. I pray that you would just give me clarity of speech and thought, Lord, and that your word would go forth in a way that glorifies you. And, Lord, in a way that uh, uplifts the people of God, Lord, and encourages us to continue the work of the Lord. And we pray that you'd be with our preacher. As he and his family are away, we ask that you give them safety and protection. Lord, bless their time. Lord, refresh them. And Lord, we do pray that you bring them back safely. And we thank you for them. 
Bless the night in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> the table is set. How many of you guys set your table every night? Good. I, I thought we'd be the only people that actually did that. Or didn't do that, I mean. So, uh, you, setting the table is a stack of paper plates on our counter. Next to the serving line, right? You know, she's got the, the different food and, and, and things there. But, but that's how we set our table. I, I guess occasionally we've set the table. I mean, it has happened. It's not unbelievable uh, to think that we are somewhat formal at times. Uh, but listen tonight, the table is set for the people of God. All we got to do is come and dine. Uh, um, we see here in chapter 13 in verses 25 through 27, uh, it says this, And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and Aaron to all the congregation of the children of Israel into the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Remember those grapes, right? And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us. And look at what their report is. And surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. And so we see tonight a positive report. The spies are dispatched for 40 days. They've been on a mission to search out a land. And, and listen, they've been out there trying to figure out if what God said is true. Think about it. That, that, I mean, that's the purpose of it. Hey, go check this out. God's telling us this is a cool, sweet place, right? That, that's my interpretation of, of milk and honey, right? You know, it's cool and sweet. But, but listen, God's telling us this is a blessed land. This is good stuff. And they go. And they find out, sure enough, this is a great land. This is a land worth, worth possessing. This thing is, is driving me crazy. But um, uh, they're coming back 40 days searching the land. And as I mentioned, no doubt the people were anxious. Maybe the people were getting nervous. Man, it's been a while. What's going on? Uh, what's the report here? And, and nonetheless, they, they come back and they find out that is exactly what God had told them it was going to be. And I, I don't know, maybe you guys have studied a little bit more. I've always wondered as a young person, what does it mean to be a land of milk and honey? You know, and, and I know it's, it's a sign of prosperity and, and goodness. And, and, but I came across some stuff in my studies this week that, um, you know, the milk, right? It may, it's possible it was a land that was abundant with milk-bearing animals, right? Or milk-producing animals, you know, and that's a sign of goodness. And the honey, right, a sign of bees and pollination. Just agriculturally, this land is rich. It's flowing with milk and honey. But the land is exactly what God told them it was going to be, a good land. And I'm pretty simple, right? So maybe this milk and honey stuff I don't really understand. Caleb is my kind of guy. And look at verse 7. Caleb makes it plain and simple. Uh, for us simple folks, right? It says in verse 7, And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it, here it is, pretty simple for Justin Agarmo, is an exceeding good land. Amen. Whether you understand what the, all the milk and honey stuff means, uh, the bottom line is it's a good land. And listen, this was a confirmation of what God had told his people. He had told them, I'm going to give you a land. And it's going to be good. And so these spies, they go out and, and uh, they, they discover that everything that God said is true. 
God cannot lie. And we have a God that, that has given us some information and we've searched it out and found it to be true. Like the Berean Christians, right? Don't just listen to what Justin says. Just get in your word, into the Word of God and, and search the Scriptures. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll try not to get off on too many tangents. But, but listen, they had a positive report. They come back and they find out that everything that God had told them was going to be the case is true. I've found that to be true in my life. Amen. If God said it, and I've been obedient to do, it's always been true. Every time. What a timely song. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. Uh, listen, God is never going to lead us astray. And so these spies, they go out and they find out that what God has said is true. And listen, I don't know for you, you but for me uh, and, and for us tonight, that ought to be enough. The word of God ought to be enough. But sometimes we don't respond accordingly. Uh, number two tonight, a pitiful retreat. What a shame. Look at verse 28. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. The people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. What a shame we see in this verse. Just prior to this, everything that God said is true. And all of a sudden, their, their sight or their focus has shifted from the Lord. And it's shifted to the physical. Amen. Their faith no longer is in God, but they're focusing on the physical things. And they say, boy, the, uh, the people are strong. The children of Anak are there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. Look down at verse 31. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Their assessment in that verse is accurate. They are not able. Uh, they are not able. Uh, but the problem is, that's what they were looking at, the physical. Their abilities. The abilities of these strong people, these giants, if you will. And uh, listen, I, I, these men had to have been physically tired. Of 40 days, uh, I, don't, I, I heard, you know, America, which is not true. I've been to Korea, they camp, and other countries in the world, they all go camping, but... Uh, somebody once said, America is the only people that pay a bunch of money to go live in the woods, you know, for a weekend, right? You know, why would we, we build all these fancy houses, yet we want to go live in a tent. But, um, but listen, these guys have been out camping for 40 days, away from home, away from their wives, away from their children's, and, or their children's, <laughs> their children. Uh, listen, no doubt they were tired and they were weary, and, and, and listen, sometimes we have to, we, we forget they're, they're human too. Sometimes we get weary and we get tired. And, and if we're not careful, we'll allow that to control our decision making. The people that had stayed back, they were anxious to have their husbands home. 
This whole congregation of people is waiting for this report. And, and maybe it's gotten discouraging because it's been 40 days. And maybe that factored into some of the decision here. Uh, but, but listen, the bottom line is, regardless of, of their physical condition or whatever, in any case, uh, their focus was no longer on the Lord, but the physical. They had lost focus. God had told them and he had confirmed with the land what he was going to do. But they had lost their focus and they were looking at the physical conditions. Listen, they failed to follow in faith because they lost focus on the Lord and were focused on the physical. Listen, we can serve a God that can do abundantly above all that we ask or think. You know that? You think it and God can do greater. Abundantly above. So I'm telling you tonight, what you're asking God for is less than what he's able to do for you. And I I submit to you tonight, he wants to do more for you. But if your faith isn't there, it's going to be hindered, his ability to do it. Because you don't trust him. Or you don't believe him. Uh, how quickly they had forgotten all that God had done to bring them where they are right here. How quickly. He had protected them, fed them. He had kept every promise. And here they are crying and whining about the children of Anak. They, they, they cried, literally. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried and the people wept that night. They allowed the physical things in life to begin controlling their response and controlling their attitude. And they become a bunch of whiners. Oh, the children of Anik are there. Oh, they're big and strong. We're kind of like grasshoppers, right? That, that's what I'm reading in the scripture. A bunch of sissies, right? Their response, God has said, I'm, uh, the victory is yours. This land is good. This land is plentiful, exceeding good. But the children of Manic are there, Lord. Eh, it's hard. That's what I'm reading here. Listen, we chuckle and we laugh, but are we ever guilty of this? God wants to do great things with Liberty Baptist Tabernacle. I'm convinced of it. I'm thankful for our pastor. I'm thankful for his vision. Uh, and, and listen... But we can hinder the work of God by our lack of faith. Abundantly above all that we ask or think, he's able. And here we are just hoping to grow a little bit. And I know it's not all about numbers. It's not about uh, the physical things that we see, right? uh, But listen tonight, God wants to reach more people in Rapid City than what we're reaching right now today. God wants to reach our coworkers. God wants to reach the lost. And he wants to use us to do it. Do you, do you think he's able to do it? Do you think he's able to empower us to give us uh, the, the Holy Spirit filling and the boldness to go forth and to reach people for Christ? I do. I believe he's able. Then in our lives, why does it seem to be so limited? At times. 
God, give us this. The Lord, I'm praying for this. And, and, and God does that. But, but what if we prayed for this? Because he's able. Instead of right here. I think our faith causes us to go to the, to the uh, uh, I call it happy shmedium, right? Right? We, we, we don't, we're not going to look like weaklings of faith down here. We're, but we, we don't want to be considered crazy. So we'll, we'll go right here. What does God want to do with us? I know he wants to do great things. Don't let, uh, don't let yourself get focused in on the physical. Uh, God had proven himself over and over to this point in their lives. Look where he brought them. They, they cried unto the Lord for relief from the Egyptians. And what does God do? He, re- he gives them relief. He brings them out. And, and he protects them and he, and he feeds them and he clothes them all along the way. And now here they are on the brink of the promise. Uh, and, and the spies give a bad report, a, a, a pitiful retreat. Is, I, I didn't even try to alliterate this, but it worked, I guess. Um, but uh, a positive report, a pitiful retreat, um, <clears throat> and there's more peace coming up in ours. But um, Here they are crying and whining about the children of Attic. Rather than rejoicing, they had a God to help them overcome the opposition, opposition from the people in the land, just as he did before. This is another opportunity for God to do a miracle on our behalf. But that's not what they were looking at. Uh, they were discouraged. We must be careful never to allow our focus to stray from the Lord, or we too quickly will be sidetracked from his service. Very quickly, in a moment, you'll see they messed up, to say the least here. They messed up. Verse 31, they, they, they were focused on the physical. We be not able to go up against the people. That was an accurate assessment. They were not able to go up. But the spies and the people had shifted their focus to the physical things in the world rather than on the Lord. But number three tonight, a powerful reply. Uh, look at verse 30 in, in chapter 13. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Boy, what a contrast to what the other spies are saying. Let's go right now. Let's go at once. We are able. we are able. And and look at uh, 14 verses 6. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephthah, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the congregation, or all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us a land which floweth with milk and honey. Polar opposites we have right here. We got the 10 saying, hey, this isn't possible. Uh, And we got two guys saying, let's go right now. Grab your gear and let's hit the road. What's the difference? They saw the same things that the other 10 did. They were gone for the same 40 days. But they have a completely opposite assessment of what the people should do. A complete opposite. Let's go up at once, he says. Caleb wasn't focused on the physical. 
Listen to this tonight. He was focused on the finisher. Not the physical, but the finisher. Hebrews 12, 2 says this, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. There's the difference right there. The Lord, Jesus Christ. Caleb and Joshua's focus was on the Lord. With the Lord on our side, we can accomplish anything. I'm going to read some verses to you to remind you of some things tonight. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of, hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall, shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us so. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, we're victors. Amen. Uh, listen, the table's set tonight. The, ta- the paper plates are on the counter. Listen, dinner is served. It's time to eat. Uh, I, I love what, what Caleb says here in this passage. And, and uh, <clears throat> uh, in verse 9, listen tonight, if we keep our focus on Jesus, we can overcome much. Uh, we sing the song, Little is Much, When God is in It. And, and there are so many things that that uh, we sing about, but I don't think we practice in our lives. Uh, we talk about victory and we talk about uh, overcoming and, and uh, sometimes it doesn't seem like we're living a life of victory. Uh, uh, but we need to keep our focus on Christ and we can. We cannot allow the things of this world to cloud our view of what we are striving for. Don't allow the things of the world to distract you and, and to get you off focus and, and to lose sight of Christ uh, listen, the victory is already ours, as it was for the people here. God had given them this victory. They just needed to be obedient and to go. Uh, look at verse 9. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land. Look at what it says here. For they are bread for us. The idea there is the table set. Dinner is served. They, ha- they can't oppose us. God has given us the victory over these people. They're bread for us. And I don't cook a lot of bread, but um, I know it's not the simplest thing, but I, I, I'm not like it's rocket science or anything, but, but I don't know how to make bread. And so maybe that's why this verse spoke to me uh, so much more, because they're bread for us. I don't know how to make that stuff, but I can eat it. I don't know how to win this battle. Lord, I, I'm facing some things, Lord, that I don't know how to get the victory. How many of you got, can testify to that tonight? There's things going on in our lives. We, you heard the prayer request tonight. There's things in people's lives that, that we cannot overcome. Yeah. 
But listen, God can. Uh, listen, and, and, and he knows how to make the bread. Uh, and he's ready to feed us the bread. Uh, the table's set. And, and I, so I love that. They are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them. Look at what it says here. And the Lord is with us. Fear them not. There's the difference, right? The, God was on their side. They had the Lord. And as long as they maintained focus on the Lord, they knew that, that they could be victorious, Joshua and Caleb. They knew that they could have the victory. <clears throat> the table set. God had done all the work. It was time for them to feast on victory. It's time to go. Let's go now, at once. But they doubted. The people the people doubted. They, they believed the ten. And not the two. Twelve men went to spy and get in. Ten were bad and two were good. It's one of my favorite songs. But uh, it's one of the few I can actually sing. But um, Listen, we see a poor response tonight in, in verse 10 of uh, chapter 14. <clears throat> but all the congregation bade stone them with stones. Boy, what's their response? Let's kill these two guys. Man, they're too positive. We can't be having this. I don't know what they're thinking, right? Listen, these guys have brought back a report that everything God said is true. We've seen God destroy the Egyptian army. We've seen God provide for us over and over. And God is telling us to go to this land but these two guys, uh, they're a little too ambitious. I don't know what, what is in their mind. But I submit to you today, we have it all right here. Amen. God has given us all the instruction, all the direction that we need to go forth and to labor and to serve for him. And I'm afraid sometimes we don't go like we ought to go. Maybe it's the, the things of this world that have distracted us. We've no longer got our focus on Christ. And so we failed to go. Have you ever been somewhere and, and uh, the Holy Spirit says, hey, why don't, you, why don't you share the gospel with this person? Hey, give him a track. Just let them know you're praying for them. Invite them to church. But you don't. Why? Listen, the victory's done. It, it, we have the victory in Christ. Yeah, we just need to be willing to go. Uh, and those are, those are simple things. We're not talking about fighting a war, going to battle. These people were facing a fight. There's no doubt about that. The people were in the land. And they were big and they were mighty and they were strong looking. Uh, no doubt there was, there was a fight to be had, and, and, uh, but they definitely chose the wrong response to the report that was given to them. They chose to rebel and sp they spake a stone in Joshua and Cable. I, I, I just, that's unbelievable. I've never felt like stoning Pastor Brooks because he was preaching the word of God at me. Amen. Right? I might got under some conviction but I never went out front and grabbed any of those landscaping rocks and brought them in here. 
that's where these people were. We need to be careful of where our focus is. Listen, tonight I'm telling you, in the blink of an eye, but for Christ, you can be out of church, away from the things of God, living a life of wickedness. We must keep our focus on Christ. They, they spake of stoning him. What's the difference between Caleb and the, these people? What's going on here? Well, in verse 24, we didn't read all the way down to verse 24. But if you look at chapter 14 and verse 24, it says about my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and had followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereunto he went and his seed shall possess it. And of course, we know that God held out the, the older generation because of their rebellion, I'm making some assumptions on your familiarity with the with the with the account here, and and uh, this is a Wednesday night crowd, so I think those are good assumptions. And but but here, when God is is dealing with with Moses and or talking with Moses about this, what he's going to do, and and he says, "But Caleb fully followed me. Caleb never took his eyes off the Lord." That's the difference between Caleb the ten spies and Caleb and the people. I think if the people said we're going to go, they would have went, regardless of those ten people, ten spies that gave a bad report. God could have dealt with them separately. He does deal with them anyway. Those ten men lose their lives in, this, in here. But, but, but listen, Caleb faithfully and fully followed God, the Lord's leading. He did not allow the circumstances to change or begin questioning what God had told him. God gave me a promise. God's able, and I'm going to follow him. And he fully followed the Lord, and, and uh, he was faithful to do that. How often do we get only, only to fail because we experience some opposition? Never happened in your life? Things get a little difficult. Things get rough. Oh, this is uneasy. I don't like it. Uh, God never promised the easy street. He never said it was going to be without opposition or without a struggle or without a battle. Here, they were on the brink of success. It's right there. Caleb says, let's go at once. We can take it right now but they failed miserably. They rebelled. They didn't have the faith. They lost sight of what God was wanting to do in their lives. Uh, listen, Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Listen, sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's tiring and you get weary. And listen, I know some of you got a few more years on you. And, uh, I, and so I, I don't want to act like a whiner tonight, but I'm 39. And I think for the first time in my life, I feel my age. I feel 39. So, um, <laughs> so you 40 years and 50 years, I don't know, boy. They talk about one foot in the grave, I believe it. But um, so... but I don't have the energy and, and, and I don't, the one thing, I do not recover like I used to. 
I could go out and ride motorcycles for hours, back-to-back days. I go out for three or four hours now, and I can't, my knees are hurting and my back's aching for two days afterwards. It's just different. And, and uh, listen, sometimes we can get tired physically. And listen, let's be honest, sometimes spiritually we get in a drought. I've been there. I'm just being candid tonight. You know, I know some of you are superhero Christians and you've never made a mistake and, and you've never felt bad about, uh, you know, things. And, but I'm just being candid. Listen, sometimes we get weary. I've read my Bible because that was my duty, not because I was relishing it, not because I was delighting in it. Uh, thank God I kept on. Uh, and, and listen, that's what I'm saying tonight. Uh, we got to just keep on keeping on. We got to keep our focus on Christ. Listen, there are battles and there are fights and there are wars to be fought in the Christian life. Spiritually for certain, and most likely in our nation today, physically we'll be facing some battles. Don't get weary. In due season we shall reap if we faint not. Look at what the Apostle Paul tells Timothy in, in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is one of my favorite passages. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience. Look at this, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, and Lystra. What persecution, persecutions I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Amen. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Listen, there's going to be war. There's going to be giants. There's going to be things that we have to face. But listen, God has set the table for us. They are bread for us. We have the victory. We just need to be faithful and keep our focus on Christ. Listen, he authored this, the author and finisher of our faith. Right? None of this is a surprise to the Lord. What a comfort to know we know the finisher. I mean, everybody talks about, oh, I read the back of the book. Listen, we know the God that wrote the back of the book. Amen. And he is able. We just got to keep our focus on him. Listen, but thanks be to God, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, 58. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We just got to be steadfast, unmovable, stick to the word of God, don't waver, don't move, stick to that stuff. Because the victory is there. Amen. But if we don't keep our sight on Christ, if we don't keep our focus on Christ, the victory won't come. Because just like the people here chose to rebel, we can rebel in our hearts, in our actions, in our attitude. Uh, we can rebel against what God has for in our lives. And, and listen, I don't know what failures you have in your past. I know I have some. Something I'd be embarrassed to admit. I don't know what failures are in your past, what frustrations you're facing even tonight, even today. 
or what fight is coming in your future. But I'm telling you tonight, if you keep faith in Christ, you can and you will be victorious. Let's pray.